Hey there, John Morris here, johnmorrisonline.com, and welcome to another episode of The John Morris Show. And in this episode, I'm going to be answering the question, how much do freelance web designers make annually? Now, before I dive into the answer to that question, I would like to remind you, as I've mentioned in previous podcasts, I'm in the process of creating a course for Udemy that is all about how to make an income on Elance and Odesk and leverage those sites in order to order to build your overall web design, web development, career, and business. So I've recorded about 39 different episodes right now that I'm going through and editing that I'll have done soon and be uploading to Udemy. But I want to make sure that I cover everything and I answer the questions directly that you have. So if you could head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash elance, I've put up a quick survey for you to answer just one question. That's about the two biggest questions you have about Elance and Odesk. So if you could head on over there and answer that question, that will help me fill out the course and make sure I'm answering the questions that you have directly. So again, that's johnmorrisonline.com slash elance. All right, so let's go ahead and dive into this question. So first, I want to just answer this directly. So according to U.S. News and World Report, the median income for a web developer is $63,000 annually in the United States. Of course, depending on where you live, that's going to vary, probably could vary greatly. But uh, again, in the United States, that's the median, $63,000. The high is $110,000 and the low is $33,000. Now, that is down from a a median high of 79,000 in 2010. That's also less than what, say, network admins and system analysts make. Uh, Again, it's lower than those medians. However, if web design and web development is something you love, then the median income is probably good enough for most people. That's better than a lot of other jobs that are out there. Uh, And again, if it's something you love and you can do from home and there's a lot of advantages to being a web developer that you don't get with other jobs. All right. So the best paying cities in the U.S. are San Jose, which has a median of 100,000, San Francisco, 90,000 and Baltimore, 87,000. Now, just for some context and some comparison sake. Freelancers in general make an average of 68000 per year. So the median for a web developer is just a little bit lower than the median for freelancers in general. Of course, I think the big question that I imagine a lot of people are wondering is, what's the difference between the developer who makes 33000 and the developer who makes 110000 what do you what does someone need to do to make that progression from again being around the low of 33,000 to the high of 110,000 because i think we'd all like to be closer to that high so there's three things in my opinion and if you've listened to the podcast for any amount of time probably three things i've harped on quite a bit but uh i like to attack these all sorts of different ways so Let me dive into the three things that I think separate the ones who are closer to the low from the ones who are closer to the high. So first off, highly paid developers specialize. And I've 
said that before and I'll say it a hundred times because it's absolutely true. Specialists simply make more. So some examples outside of web development. If you're a handyman, the on average rate for a handyman is, or the what a handyman makes is around $20 an hour in the United States. And a handyman would be the kind of the example of the generalist, the jack of all trades who does everything in markets, him or herself as being able to do everything. Versus a plumber who makes on average 45 to $65 an hour. You also have electricians who have a little bit greater range, anywhere from 40 to $100 an hour. But even a, an apprentice electrician, which is just essentially starting out, averages $40 an hour. So the low for an electrician is still more than double that of a handyman. If you're in uh, appliance repair, the average rate is around 750 or seven, <clears throat> 75 to $150 an hour. So again, in every industry, specialists make more. And that's very true when it comes to web development. So Highly paid developers don't say things like, I know HTML, CSS, PHP, MySQL, etc. They say things like, I specialize in building membership sites, or I specialize in building WordPress themes, or I specialize in building interactive forms. And the tighter you can get with that targeting, with that niche, maybe you can go further than just saying, I specialize in building WordPress themes. Maybe it's a certain kind of WordPress theme. So maybe it's e-commerce themes, or maybe it's membership site themes, or whatever tighter niche that you can find that has enough, it has enough clients for you to meet your income goals, but it's tighter than the better because there'll be much less competition. Sometimes you can find where there's not even any competition. And when you say you specialize in something like that and someone's looking for that thing, they're almost always more likely to hire you versus someone else. So it's not generic when you say that, when you target a specific niche like that. And so what you do is valued more and clients actually understand what it means. Most clients aren't going to understand HTML, CSS, PHP. They will on a general level, but they're not going to know really what that means to have some sort of impact with them. It's not going to impact them. But saying you build membership sites specifically and you help people get their membership sites launched, that has impact. That means something to a client. So what you want to do or what highly paid developers do is they focus on solutions that they provide, not the languages they know. And that's where really where you want to get the solutions you provide. Two, highly paid developers know how to market themselves. So they've embraced the need and the value of learning how to market uh, themselves, their services, and their products. They don't think of all salespeople as automatically sleazy. They don't think if they engage in sales that they're automatically sleazy. They understand it's a necessity and that being good at it actually has value. So they've developed a system for accomplishing such marketing. So they've actually put in place systems that allow them to do the methodical marketing that they do. Now I teach a three-step system called Attract, Sell, Wow. 
there's probably a number of different ways that you can do this, but they've developed a system that helps them get the key, th key things, traffic, sales, and leads. Finally, they know how to show, not tell. So they understand the value of demonstrating what they can do, not just talking about it. And again, this goes into things like portfolios, uh, even things like testimonials and job history on a, on a freelance site or just showing the clients you've worked with on your website and so forth. But it also goes to when you're actually talking with a client and instead of just telling them what you can do, it, giving them mock-ups in advance of them hiring you or doing things that you can, that anything that you can do to show them what you can do, not just tell them about it. Uh, it has a lot more value and it makes marketing a lot easier and you don't have to do a lot of, you know, sneaky tricks or things like that because you can just show people, look, this is what I can do. If that's what you want, hire me. Finally, they're not romantic about how they make their money. So said another way, they leverage their coding skills in multiple ways to make money. So I have a quick story on this. So I know a girl who is a photographer and she makes good money doing photography, but she also runs a daycare. She also sells children's clothes. And I think she's even involved in uh, um, one of the multi-level marketing like nutrition products like Avon or something like that. So everything that she does is all related to, to kids, but she monetizes uh, you know, her skills and what she does in several different ways. Now, you could hate on her, right? You could just you could look at that and have some sort of critique about her making money all the different ways that she does it. But her and her husband just designed, built, and recently moved into their dream house, which is frankly really a mansion. So uh, she's getting results. So and she's not romantic about how she makes her money. Likewise, I work for a company, I freelance, I sell coding courses, I consult, I coach, and for a while there, I sold apps. So I try to monetize my code in as many different ways as I can. And that's what highly paid developers do. They don't get romantic about how they make their money. They look to leverage the different ways that they can monetize their coding skills. So again, don't get so romantic about how you make your money and how you leverage your coding skills because you can miss out on some really lucrative opportunities and some things that at first glance you may not think that you would enjoy but when you actually get in into it you really do All right so those are the three things that i think separate the highly paid developers from the ones who are making less again highly paid developers specialize highly paid developers know how to market themselves and highly paid developers don't get romantic about how they make their money. All right, so that'll do it for this episode of the show. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. If you'd like to ask me a question, you can head on over to johnmorrisonline.com slash Quora, that's Q-U-O-R-A. That will take you to my Quora profile and you can invite me to your question over there. Or you can hit me up on Twitter at JP Morris using the hashtag JMO I want to know. If you like this video and got value from it, be sure to like it so that I know this is the kind of content that you enjoy and I'll produce more of it. 
And if you haven't yet, head on over to johnmorrisonline.com and download my free seven strategies to turn your code into cash cheat sheet. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you next time.